0: Hey friends, welcome to the Johnson City Living Podcast where we learn about the people, places, events, and flavors that make Johnson City just a lovely place to live. I'm your host, Colin Johnson with the Colin and Carly Group and Keller Williams Realty. If you're interested in buying or selling a home in the area, or if you're looking at investing in a rental property, give us a call at 423-930-8003 and we will look forward to helping you. Now, let's get to today's episode. It is... uh... A beautiful-ish day. It's super windy. Kids got out of school early because of wind. That never happened when I was a kid. They just <laughs> said, we don't really care if you blow off the road and you'll be all right if you make it home or not. But these folks didn't blow away. They made it in here. And they're. I'm, I'm just excited for you guys to meet them. Sasha and Rachel, they're the Grateful Nomads with a G. And welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having us. Yeah. Well, so,
0: intro. Well, thanks. I'm, <laughs> I'm. have practiced a little bit. Um, I'm getting pretty decent at it. So, Johnson City living. This is a podcast. We always ask first question. What's your favorite thing about Johnson City? Pals. <laughs> I knew
2: she was going to say that. There you go. And Sasha? Um, okay, so being from Detroit, I'm not a Johnson City local, but uh, being from a big, sprawling city, I just love that in Johnson City you can get anywhere in 10 minutes. It doesn't matter where you're going. It's 10 minutes. It's pretty good. Pretty much. Yeah. 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 And if you take a wrong turn, you just keep driving and you end up there anyways. So it's just like a few minutes longer.
1: <laughs> there are you know. multiple ways yeah. to get to one place.
2: If I'll be like, can, oh no, I was supposed to turn left. I went right. It's okay. It's I can okay. still go. I'll there. just make a loop yeah. around.
0: We'll cut thing. through.
2: Stop at pals on the way. there's whole <laughs> Circle.
0: It really is kind of a big circle. We've got a big, uh, like, yeah, the state of Franklin just goes in a big circle. Mm-hmm. Okay, so one of you grew up in Detroit. The other one grew up in Johnson City. Let's
2: hit the Detroit guy first. There you go. So
0: how was Detroit growing up?
2: Oh well, I grew up in the burbs. I'm from Gross Point. Ah, uh, uh, here Alaska. we go. And, like the movie, yeah. They only shot, play, like,
0: you were playing it all hard before the I thing. Mean, like I'm <laughs> tough and gangster, and I, I will I'm my got, car. I break into car. or My car <laughs> got broken into, but now here we are. I'm, I'm from fine. the suburbs. Gross I went to point. a nice private school.
2: Nothing <laughs> like nothing like the movie. By the way, Gross Point Blank okay. shot all of ten seconds in my hometown. They okay, a, they got a clip of our little shopping area and a clip of my high school, and that's it. They shot the rest of the movie in California. Um, <laughs> but I like to tell people, so I'm from the burbs sure i always claim detroit obviously nice because i uh, my first job was carrying golf clubs at the country club and uh it was a longer trip for me to get to work at the country club than it was for me to like get into like detroit detroit i like got gotcha. you the hood so <laughs> my parents are right there on the edge kind of yeah and you know i mean hockey wasn't was my life as a kid that's cool you know i saw the w- wings win a couple stanley cups when yeah. uh, the russian five were Playing for Detroit, my last name being Savinov, my uh, classmates called me the Russian Sixth. Oh! Um, I unfortunately can't really ice skate or play hockey, but you know, <laughs> that was life growing up. You know, right. All about the the Detroit Red Wings and um, you know the Motor City baby music. Yeah. I you know just grew up on music, um, playing music, going to concerts and listening to music all day every day. Yeah,
0: you mentioned a lot of concerts, so I'm excited to yes. hear about some of those. And oh, so. Yeah. yeah, and then Rachel grew up in Johnson City, Tennessee, the best place on the world.
1: I grew up right here.
0: Yeah. So how was growing up in Johnson City for you?
1: Um, it, I feel like it was your pretty um, average, typical um, family life. Like, yeah. I think Johnson City is a really great place for families.
0: I agree. Um,
1: there's always a lot of family-friendly activities and events and, and places to go and really nice parks. Um, but. I think that Johnson City is a lot cooler now than it was when I was growing
0: up. It <laughs> is. its is. We're coming around like it's getting to be super cool.
1: Yeah, so it was safe and fun and a little boring. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> that's why you didn't stay here for college, probably.
1: I. That's exactly why I didn't stay here for college, but I didn't go far. You
0: didn't go far. Where'd you go?
1: Appalachian State.
0: Gotcha.
2: Yep. She thought hippies were extinct. Then she went she up went to the to mountains Monroe and went to App State. It was like, wow, they still exist. <laughs> hey, look at this place. Yes, <laughs> it is a little different. Just
0: over the mountain. there. Yeah. And boom. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's like a whole nother world, which is cool. Right. Because it's really close. And that's what I love about Johnson City, too. Like we can be a bunch of different places and get a bunch of different feels and, you know, things going on that we're not far. You know, exactly. it's a beautiful totally different area. Yeah. And
1: there's all kinds of outdoor activities that are just a stone's throw away. Yeah.
0: That's true. It is. It's awesome, and the people here are fantastic.
1: The people are super friendly. Southern
2: hospitality yeah. is yes. real. I
1: Southern can that. Southern hospitality is very real. Here.
2: My, my. Uh, have you coached
0: him up on that? Yeah. Yes. I'm learning. Exactly. He's really nice. He's figured like, it yeah. out. Yeah, he's
2: getting there. <laughs> he's a Midwest hospitality, but we have a little bit. We're a little bit harsh, you know. It's a little rough around the edges. Yeah. And my dad's Russian, but my mom's uh, side of the family is from Yonkers, New York. So I definitely have a hey, I'm walking here. Yeah. Kind of attitude about me. I got
0: it. <laughs> and then the Russian guys just like chopping it yeah, down, and like the staying. Like,
2: Let's eat pierogies and drink vodka. Because life is miserable. So
1: he's really just Midwestern in name only.
2: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I love, love it. I love it. and accent. I don't really have the New well, York accent.
1: You but you don't really have Midwest accent either.
2: It's just it's just, just the plain in the news middle. anchor accent, man. <laughs> news anchor accent. One of these days, um, you're hiring local Johnson City TV.
0: Come on, <laughs> Sasha's <laughs> yep. available for her. um All right, let's talk about Grateful Nomads. Good Nomads. Yes,
2: we like Tell alliteration
0: uh, yeah, I like it. So tell us one, let's start the story from the origin. How did you guys meet? You're from Detroit. You're from JC. Never tell the two App
2: State. So, you know, we loved App State because they beat Michigan, but I didn't even know where it was. Yeah, to to I had to that was Google a big it. deal. Yeah.
1: Sasha a- mentioned music. I started playing piano when I was six and trumpet when I was 11. I was in the marching band at Science Hill. So like music go was toppers. Also, exactly, yep. Go toppers. Exactly, go toppers. Music was always a big part of my life. And then at App State, I studied music business, which was a really good reason for me to go to all the concerts and all the music festivals. Because I was doing research. I'm doing
2: research. research.
1: the name of the degree is Music Industry Studies. And that's precisely what I was doing, was studying the industry. Right um it's a lot and,
2: that goes into putting on a concert as it turns out you, know, you don't and just show up and plug in <laughs> yes
1: and so my internship was working with a company that put together groups of volunteers for the festivals and so that's how i met Sasha. i was a I volunteer was, he was a volunteer i was supervising she was the my volunteers
2: boss she was volunteering you what yeah. to do <laughs> she to be, if you had a walkie talkie that's yeah. how you know you're serious yeah, but, that's right yeah. i'm, and I'm big car. time in a golf cart that's like next level if you're at a festival with a golf club like if you had like a whistle (laughs) 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 then you're really really doing some stuff so it was it was was the Rothbury music festival in michigan in the town called Rothbury. they only had it in 2008 and 2009 we met but then it became
1: now it's electric forest forest. it still exists you've heard of electric forest it's it's
0: that fun. Yeah! It I think my buddy John Phillips with Axis Security does that one and Barnaroo because you mentioned yep. yeah Barnaroo here and, and so he Barnaroo does that too yeah a
2: couple times so we I, I was a volunteer she was a coordinator or whatever but we actually lived at the festival site for the week leading up to the festival and decorated the forest, the Electric ah, Forest. That's
0: cool. So You electrified see it. it.
2: Life, and it was so cool to watch all these hippies just have their mind blown, like, because <laughs> they put lights and art all over the woods and it's just this psychedelic playground. It's it's incredible. <laughs> now, how many people go to the for, Electric uh, Forest It's concert? smaller now than it was when it was Rothbury. When it was but,
1: Rothbury, it was like 60 or Yeah, it was 70, huge 80, and it was 000, Rothbury and they it.
2: That's like it everybody in Johnson City is going. I would say 20,000 these days. Between so 20, electric 20 forest. and 30. Yeah. It sells out. It sold out immediately this year. So, That's awesome. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. prior to the pandemic they had to do two weekends. Yeah, yeah. Because it yeah. got so big.
2: That's we, cool. we haven't been since the original. Um, we, we do go to a lot of stuff. Is throughout that on the year. is that on the list to do before? Oh, it's sold out this year. The so bucket if, list, maybe before one day. Send me there, cash or trade. If you guys are watching, you know, if you want to send me uh, to work a booth, you know, I will. I mean, I can it. sell tickets there, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, we can certainly do promotion. Um, so yeah, we met at that festival. But it's kind of funny. I met Rachel. And I just graduated college. and I was like, was always you know hoping to meet a, a cute girl at a concert who likes the kind of music I like because it's very niche. Yeah, you know, liking fish and the dead and all uh-huh. the hippie bands you travel for and. I met her and I was like, wow, this girl's awesome. And I had a flight booked to Beijing to move to China a month later. So, you know, nice one, Sasha. Um, get, way to go. <laughs> we were like Skype buddies for the first year. You know, uh-huh. we like we weren't a, a thing. It was just like, we just met. So I was like, well. So you made yeah, a long distance relationship. We, no, 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 we, we didn't, we didn't we even met, call it that.
1: We met and hit it off. But then I left. We both had this like maturely odd Oddly mature self-awareness about <laughs> the situation. Oddly mature or maturely
2: odd, either one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah both. <laughs> maturely that's odd. Just pla- or just plain, that's a just plain odd and mature. <laughs> yeah, tagline. Oddly mature. Oddly
1: mature, <laughs> mature self-awareness <laughs> about the situation where I think we both felt like I, we like each other, but like you're moving to the other side of the world, and I don't think either of us wanted to put this unnecessary pressure on it. So, yeah, but we were just... Like, what
2: did you tell me or ask me about coming back to the U.S.?
1: What did I ask you?
2: She forgot. She oh. was. She was like.
1: Is there any way you would come back earlier mm-hmm. than you're planning yes. on? And what was your answer?
2: Only well, a fish gets back together.
1: uh And this the band. Is, this is Did great. that happen? Not, not the animal. Fish with a P.A. <laughs>
2: right. I remember line. fish. Yeah. yeah,
0: but I don't he, remember if they got back together.
1: He and he left in August, and they announced in October that they were. they were coming
2: back the the following march Um, and you're like boom busted i missed i missed out on the the comeback shows in hampton virginia tickets were crazy expensive and i I had literally just moved to china so i was like i can't go back like six months later yeah i didn't have money for the flight first of all but uh funny story at, at those shows where the the tickets got so crazy expensive my bosses the rich brothers uh started cash or trade or the company I work for because the tickets were out of control and they were like, Hey, we used to just show up to a show and do this, put a finger in the air and you'd get a ticket. And now people want $500. This is nuts. They were developers and making websites and stuff. And so they kind of started right there showing up at concerts with a, with a booth where, um, you know, people could put a little sticky note. Yeah. And so they started it. Uh, now it's a full blown app and website. And I work for them, but I got a little detour there. Fish did come back, uh, did a reunion tour and, we well, talked I, about so going to see a bunch of shows together. And well,
1: no, I thought we might go to one, <laughs> two Fish concerts because they she had got, their big comeback show. But then they announced an entire summer tour. Yeah, yeah. She
2: there got you got go. Knoxville tickets. That was her first show. Right yeah, down the road yes. Rocky Top.
1: So Knoxville was my first Fish show, which is essentially a hometown show. Uh-huh. I mean, I'd like
2: to say that was our first date. I came back from China and uh, met Rachel in Knoxville. I hitched ride with friends from Detroit and. We uh, slept on an air mattress in a friend's living room with 15 other people.
1: <laughs> well, long story short, we ended up going to 20 fish concerts oh. and four music festivals together in 2009. In 2009. Yeah. Wow. And then at the end of it, the um, recession of the time was still raging. Yeah. Even more so than it had been when he left for China. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was rough. So we decided, okay, we're a couple, we're together. We're doing, you know, we're doing life together. Maybe we didn't say we're doing life together, but... Anyway. We
2: figured if you could live in a tent together for three months, like, on no sleep, like, 15-hour drives, and, like... the and most like,
1: uncomfortable situations yeah, yeah. and still like each other, then... Then, hey, You probably got right. something going for you. Yeah. But I insisted that we try to move to Nashville Music so that business. I could get a job using your degree music business degree exactly. to make
0: your parents very happy mm-hmm. because yep. they're like hey we paid a lot for that we paid yes. a lot for it to go out yes. of state exactly. <laughs> exactly just about 20 miles over the over the line <laughs> uh,
1: long Seriously. story short it didn't work out no. um i passed out my resume to a bunch of different places and finally got one interview that they gave the entry-level position to someone who who had experience and had been laid off from a higher someone position. Got
2: Fired and then rehired a lower job. Like, that was the time, right? You had to be like, oh, yes, I'll take a lower-paying job. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds great.
1: We got robbed twice. Oh! Yeah. First, the house got robbed, and then a couple weeks later, my car got robbed.
2: This was in Murfreesboro, not Johnson City. Or Detroit. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, or Detroit. Don't don't sell in Detroit's good name. Right, right. That's why Johnson (laughs) City's better.
1: (laughs) And eventually, he was like, you know, in China, it's impossible for people to break into your apartment. Your
2: door is like... And it's
1: I was so fed up. I was like, let's go. I was ready for an adventure. I was ready for something completely different.
2: I was like, so- you're a blonde American with a college degree. You're gonna get 20 bucks an hour no matter what no you do. No matter year, what you do. Like straight up. Back, back in 09, that was like large cash. Oh, we, we said it was the wild, wild east when we were living in China yeah. too. It was it was a it was a wild time, really. Like we didn't even have working visas. We just showed up <laughs> and went around like, hey, we need an English teacher. Yeah, cool. Let's do this. <laughs>
0: so you both taught English in China. Yes. Mm-hmm. We Several bought one-way
1: tickets to Beijing yeah. and I had like a babysitting slash tutoring job before we even showed up and that was what helped me get my feet on the ground there. And She
2: was uh, nannying basically for a very well-to-do uh, family, a, a professor at the best university in China. Nice! They lived out in the suburbs and had their private driver pick her up and go out to their mansion they and they fed an, her like three times in a couple hours.
1: They had an <laughs> elevator in their an
2: elevator in their house. Nice. I got to go to the girl's birthday party so I saw the house once. <laughs> They're like we're keeping him away (laughs) (laughs) it was a good good time now what
0: kind of gig did you
2: have uh oh man i had so many different jobs over the years in china i taught every every age from uh babies up till retired people yeah i worked in private institutions like after school weekend kind of training thing i worked in kindergartens primary schools at a university i did private tutoring i recorded my voice for textbooks that were the script was full of bad grammar and I was like, this is wrong. And they're like, just read it. It's fine. (laughs) We didn't, we didn't pay you to edit, dude. We paid you to read, right. Read that terrible script. So it's, you know, if you ever meet, you know, a Chinese tourist and their English isn't great, it's it's our fault. It's It's all because, because they had all the characters already under the words. They're like, we have to go with what's there. And if you Google Chinglish, by the way, you'll find some of my blog posts and and videos over the years. We (laughs) had a hobby of taking photos of signs and menus that the tra- where the translation made absolutely no sense
1: it was one of the best parts of living oh yeah that's good. shirts and hats <laughs> with just
2: nonsensical yeah. english on it and like that was that was a favorite pastime of ours you know you had to you know you had to laugh at, at the situation that's <laughs> like, awesome now had, how long end up here in beijing so right? you left
0: america oh yeah, nine go to well, march 2010 2010 okay yeah. so fast forward a few years you're there for how long in china
2: too long uh geez in the end it was six <laughs> years for me and five for rachel i think okay i count my first right. year on my own you know um, that's your first tour of duty over there yeah i mean we were in and out we did a lot of traveling well, that's but where that was we really
1: that's really where we got the caught the travel bug mm-hmm. like we started doing month-long backpacking trips yeah thailand and laos and then like traveling to southeast asia any chance we could
2: and you meet all these Australians and Brits. So we're like, I'm on gap year, mate. And you're like, What is a, gap, like, year? a America. gap year? I'm American. We don't know what don't that is. What so that you get to just is. take a year off to mess around. That sounds awesome. Our parents just slap us in the head and say, Go we're, to college. We're go, just like, know. School, job, golf. Yeah. That's America. There you <laughs> go. Get locked in. But yeah. Once we
1: learned what a gap year was, we were like, Well, I want to take I wanna, a year I want here. that. I want to do
2: that. I'm going to so, make up for all my friends too. Tim Death. So we did yeah. it at 28 instead of 18. We did it, which was nice because we were like kind of mature and we were, you know, a couple of We got private rooms. We didn't sleep in the dorm with 15 people we would get private rooms like this is nice you know we would like rent scooters and rip around you know cambodia on a scooter and this is where the whole digital nomad yes
1: that's where it started where
2: it started it was the nomadic thing was like okay so we were living in china we were very much we had an apartment in beijing we had jobs we had eventually working visas we did go legal at some point um, but that's it was
1: good. the gap here that taught us the skills that we needed to I was do gonna it, say, it was as like lifestyle.
2: While we were doing this this thing, um, someone someone reached out to me and was like, "Hey, Sasha, you live in Beijing, and you I know you did video production in school. This company, this language company, wants blogs and videos on the ground of of what it's like living in China, learning the language, learning how to use chopsticks, learning about the the culture." And so I started writing blogs for them, doing YouTube videos for them, and managing their Facebook page for the Chinese language page and then we went to Thailand and they were like oh do you have a bunch of videos from your Thai trip do you want to do the Thai blog okay then we went to Indonesia and they were like we're missing out on the fourth most populous country how do we let's start Indonesia." let's tie in there yeah so I was like we're traveling and I get my laptop out and be like I'm getting paid right now this is awesome I don't why would I even go back to teaching in smoggy Beijing when I could just do this, and so the wheels started turning there. Yeah, because in high school they never said, "Hey, this is an option for no, you." Absolutely and, not. Yeah, it's you know, like, even in college where I studied media, they weren't like you could be a travel blogger. You could, you know. No, having, you got to
0: go work for a you know you local, company, a a local, local company, a production company, yeah, and I you're I right or, at the Fox
2: Station. There you go. Yeah. Well,
1: we are what they call geriatric millennials because we're at, like the very beginning of the generation. <laughs> Amen. And our generation is so big they have to split us up. So we're geriatric millennials, and like we still played Oregon Trail and we didn't grow up (laughs) with a screen in our face constantly. And so, like, I don't even think when we were in high school people realized that it would even be an option to be able to work 100%
0: remotely from a computer. Isn't it crazy? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think we're just in this crazy
2: world right now that you can do anything you want from anywhere, which is just amazing. I mean, I think about, like, I graduated in 08 and I was in a digital media program and, like, we were not, at Michigan State, this huge school, even on top of, like, what was coming up. We didn't right. know. Like, like I was literally still doing these like, you know, working at the TV station, helping the local news. Like Yeah. Why what why weren't they ha- having us like build your own YouTube channel? Start a Right, if you started page, back in right, LA, you'd be, to, you'd be it, set up. start to do digital marketing. Like that's what we should have been doing.
1: We, I will say, in my music business program, we were learning how to build MySpace pages.
2: Ooh, MySpace. <laughs> so be it we still I mean that, she was ahead of the curve. That, yeah, like, the bands the were on MySpace for sure. Social media. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Is
0: MySpace even a thing now?
1: No. No, definitely
2: not. R.I.P. <laughs> it's in the ash sheet of Somebody history. bought it. Google bought it and shut <laughs> it down or something. But we did, um, on that Gap Year trip that Rachel's referencing, before we left, I was like, let's start our own blog. That is when
1: we started Grateful Nomads.
2: I was already doing the stuff for the language company. I was like, I am like to fancy myself a halfway decent writer. Someone's paying me to write. I-, I went to school for video. I always carry a camera. I always record stuff. I yeah. So I was like, what, why aren't we just documenting this trip? If anything else, just for us to remember. Yeah. And so it's funny. I thought we were going to, I was going to write a blog from every single place we went. (laughs) And about three stops into the trip in Vietnam, I was like, that's not going to work. (laughs) We're going to do a recap of each country at the end of the month. And that's (laughs) that. And then that's how our our Grateful Nomads started. And then after the trip, we were like, well, why don't we just keep this going? And Rachel started learning about, you know, blogging as... You know, source of income. And well,
1: after our gap year when we ran out of money, we moved to a different city in southwest China, which had been the plan the whole time.
2: Kunming. Sure. It's a small city of $7 million that you've never heard of.
1: And I got another teaching job, but Sasha had so much blogging work, he was like, you know, I'm good. I'm yeah. just going to do the blog.
2: I did eventually go take a side. You took
1: a super part-time teaching job just to get you out of the house. Just get
2: me out of the house, and I like talking to humans. Like yeah. It was getting kind of isolating and boring being on my computers by myself all the time.
1: But, but i i was like
2: working full time and you're still teaching english you a full-time I was job teaching
1: yeah. in a training center so it was like evenings six, and days weekends, week, right? <laughs> six days a week right six days a week i so thought bad. well i really thought that after just traveling for 14 months straight that i would be okay with going back no. to work but i immediately realized i was not okay with going back to having a boss having to yeah. ask for time off being Having to ask for permission, especially to with me
2: being this like freelancing, especially when he's just carefree, dude. I went what to Bangkok by myself. I went to Bangkok by myself because I had to do visa runs. And she was like, "When do I get to go?" I was like, "Because you have to work, dude. <laughs> Somebody's got to work." Yeah, someone's got to pay the bills. Work as I she was saying, "Quote." She and I cook it. That's like I telling <laughs> people that <year>. here. <laughs> but then it was like she was kind of like, "I don't want to stay in this job." We liked Kunming a lot. It's a very cool city. It's, it's more like a Denver kind of vibe than Beijing. A lot of hippies and live music and mountains, and we loved it. But we were like, we gotta get out of here.
1: Well, once you get to experience that level of freedom, yeah. where you don't have any sort of responsibility, you can go wherever and kind of do whatever you want to do. It is addicting. very addicting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's really hard to go back to whatever's normal. When you like
2: ride a to scooter that. to the full moon party in Thailand, it's very hard to go back to work. You know, and like, oh, I'm just gonna go back to the normal nine to five thing. Well,
0: like for someone who's listening, who's thinking,
2: I would love to be just free and
0: just with my laptop going around mm-hmm. the world, making money. How, what would be a first step for them?
2: I mean, I think you got to figure out what you can offer in, think, in the realm of, you yes. know, like what could you do remotely, right? Like a it's lot different. of jobs now can be fully remote really. So it's it, the, the net is very wide. Now, if you want to like Okay, I was a freelancing guy for 10 years. Now I have a full-time remote job. I work for a ticket company, Cash or Trade. I do marketing for them, but I also have-
0: Cash or Trade.com, trade 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 Dot work, dot work, um, yes, sorry. face value only.
2: <laughs> um, so like I have this full-time job now and my company is very flexible. So you can try to find a job like mine, or you can say, I'm going to be a graphic designer. I'm going to be a writer. I'm going to start a podcast, start a YouTube Photographer. Really, photographer. I'm going to design websites. I'm going to, yeah.
1: It really depends on what your skill set is. But in this day and age of online courses, you can learn you can anything. Learn anything yeah. You can learn anything. Um,
2: Some people just make memes. I feel like uh, I follow people on Instagram, that's all they do is make memes. How do you make money on a meme? Because your account gets so many followers and you get, you know. You
1: become an influencer yeah, you, and so people who are starting new accounts will pay them mm-hmm. to promote. Yep. Say, uh-huh. hey, go follow this account. Yeah. That's and I mean if your way. YouTube
2: channel gets, uh, ours is monetized, all you need is, it used to be a thousand, now I think it's 3,000 subs you need to have, be monetized. The It's gotten so, a little, yeah. It's gotten turned, harder but, to monetize. Yeah.
1: But I, I can tell you how we did it. Yeah. So, our blog was the first step because mm-hmm. then it was through the blog that we learned how to write blog posts, do like digital marketing and promote SEO ourselves. stuff, search SEO, engine optimization, social media. That's how we started to learn all of those things. And the thing that got us out of China was Sasha uh, got accepted to a study abroad program at a university in Bali. Yeah. So we moved from China to Bali, where I was just a housewife. Was an was, island
2: housewife, housewife. Yeah.
1: So I focused all my efforts on our blog and monetizing it. And in that process, I found a job teaching English online, which then ultimately became our main source of income and what allowed us to actually become digital nomads and start traveling full time.
2: Yeah, we were like, I got into this program in Bali. Awesome, one of the best, if not the best, experience of our lives, hands down. Like we like, we liked it in Kunming, but I. I I just couldn't resist the urge. We had been there twice and we loved it. And a friend had done the same program. It's a scholarship program through the government of Indonesia. They take like a thousand people from all over the world and put put you in different universities to learn the language. That's cool. uh, Or to learn a dance or art, you know, some some cultural thing. And they they foot the bill. They give you a visa. They even gave me a couple hundred bucks a month, which didn't even cover our our rent. But it was like, it helped out a lot. It helped, yeah. And yeah, I was doing the... The Indonesian language blog, the Chinese, all these different language blogs, and uh, we had Grateful Nomads. And Rachel was like, "I'm going to really focus on like how how, do, how does ours make money? You're making yeah. money for them. That's fine. But how does ours make money?" Smart. And at towards the end of the trip, we're like, "Okay, it's it went by really fast. We live in Bali for ten months, and everybody comes to visit. We live in China six years, nobody." Nobody. We lived in Bali for 10 months, everybody yeah. visited. It's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> like 14 yeah. visitors. It's like, That's it's hilarious. To get there and longer, yeah. more expensive. Yeah, but, but it's you a know. little nicer. Yeah, Beijing, Bali, it's like, you yeah, know, yeah. My yeah. mom was Let's like, yeah, there, yeah, you have fun in China. I'm not going to visit you. That's funny. Bali, though, Yeah. Uh, but at, towards the end of the trip, we're like, all right, what the hell do we do now? They're not going to let me stay. Yeah. Um, you okay. can't really get a job there in Bali. They make it very no, difficult. No, they make it
1: really difficult. So we were both teaching English online. And then that's what people started asking me yeah. about. So that was ultimately how I monetized Grateful Nomads was be an expert teaching, on teaching, teaching people how to teach English online for the purpose of becoming a digital nomad. And I had an online course and um, a lot that was how we got a lot of traffic was from people coming to read those. And
2: blog we posts. should mention that at that time it was teaching online with a Chinese, yeah. or a couple Chinese companies, two Chinese kids, that's P-I-P where, P-I-P that was where the money yeah. was. Right, to that, the Chinese, That was yeah. where
1: the money was. So
2: we were like, why go back to China when we can just take that job and go to move to Mexico? Yeah, well, so that we sounds did. past tense. So well, we're that's did. what we did for yeah. five
1: and a half years. We traveled all over uh, Latin Mexico, America. Central, yeah. South America for for about five and a half yeah. years. And Using
2: Mexico as home base, basically. Yes. We Puerto Vallarta. Puerto
1: Vallarta is our home base. And then the pandemic happened. And then uh, China, the uh, Ministry of Education basically banned online tutoring yeah. for kids. Which,
0: which would be, I think, totally contradictory to what. It's,
2: it's total. Not everybody true. went
0: here. We all went online. Why wouldn't you be? No, we they won't wiped even get out it. It was, They, they banned it
2: tutoring straight up. Like, like after school math tutoring became illegal because they. They were trying to level the playing field, so people that who have was, money can't pay for private that tutors That was the anymore.
1: reason they told the press. Yeah. yeah,
2: they want people to have more kids, and they thought, oh no, everybody Again, doesn't want to have kids because it's too they expensive. Told the press. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't let us get into that nitty-gritty. <laughs> no,
1: no, no. I'm not going to go on that rant. Yeah. Either yeah. way, but anyways, we lost those jobs. Yes, the point is that that completely pulled the rug out yeah. from under us because like, cool. all, of, all of those online language schools shut down yeah. without warning. And there it goes it our best content. Poof. It was
2: useless all yeah. of a sudden. Yeah, so Our top we, performing posts and videos like this is completely useless now. Yeah, of course.
1: course obsolete, all those blog posts <laughs> yes. obsolete.
2: So you had to reinvent. So we had completely to reinvent, we had to reinvented. reinvented. Completely so what are we doing now?
1: So now I have my own online English teaching business that I do as a personal brand, RachelStory.com. So I get my own students that way. Nice. I have a profile on an online teacher marketplace, which is like a Website where students can go shop for a teacher and pick the one that they like best. That's
2: cool. Mostly adults in Europe and Latin America, not Chinese children. But yeah, I it's like students in Poland and Argentina, and you know, all over the world. That's awesome. Yeah. But
1: I've also partnered with a company called Bridge Education Group, which is a big company in the English language teaching industry, to create a program called the Teacherpreneur Academy. So now I'm the instructor and coach of the Teacherpreneur Academy. And it's a year-long program where they get a course called succeeding as an english teacherpreneur and we have two live workshops and a live networking event every month
2: that's cool yeah so she's doing all kinds of things I mean, like and we still have the blog yeah and they're still doing the blog yeah. but our blog now is more like um well since i took on a full-time job honestly we haven't had a ton of time to generate new content we do post very often to instagram and facebook and stuff but um, you know, we're trying to gear the blog now more towards like digital nomad life. So you know, writing a post like uh, Buenos Aires for digital nomads, for example, and you know, show the Airbnb's we stayed in and link to them and say how much it cost, and um, you know, well, talk about yeah. the internet. Space, yeah, you know, I think that's super cool. Co-working spaces and this sort of thing. Yeah, because you know? you're
0: like out and about finding all the different places. And now to... so
2: many people are doing it. Like right. when we moved to Puerto Vallarta, it's. A vacation uh retiree hotspot. So like you you know, cruise ship people come with their wristbands on <laughs> and <their entire laughs> they're in like, town. We're gonna get some Wi-Fi. Yeah, and then retired like snowbirds. Then retired snowbirds. <laughs> retired snowbirds. And so when we got down there and we were, you know, nomadic. There were not basically. many of us. Yeah. We'd like go to the same bar uh that we found at this great happy hour and this much older crowd. And after like the third time, these guys turned to us and like, All right, you guys are not on vacation. You've been here like Yeah, every day. What's what's your what's, what's going your on? Deal? I had to work for fifty years until I got to move here. Yeah. Well, well, why are you here? Get <laughs> yeah, off my what lawn. Are you doing? <laughs> just like, living your best nomad. life like 30 years early bro yeah, sorry I mean. we're like what and now it's like the town is full of digital nomads who left san francisco to go live in the other bay area the mexican one you know yeah well, and so you're so like now, thanks internet so i yeah, can work yeah, remotely exactly
1: now the mission is with the blog is to help digital nomads create a fulfilling and sustainable location independent lifestyle because it's not easy no like the freedom it provides is so worth it but it is not easy and well you got yeah. in the faint of heart yeah
0: you're so on the, the run all the time travel
2: day to bogota on wednesday like yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like you're alone. on the lamb you're like we got to go find a new place to live let's yeah. get out of here i mean we, we very rarely unpack the bags <laughs> yeah. fully you know we have like these packing cube things it's kind of like a drawer oh that's right. cool so you take it out and it's like there's my drawer <laughs> you zip it up and put it back in there move, Roll, move keep along, rolling you know? so
1: now we have a course called the digital nomad income blueprint which is a course that shows people how they can earn on the go
2: that's awesome based
1: on our like personal experiences yeah and now
2: i'm going to be able to like Speak to the like, what is it like having a full time job and yeah. traveling? You know, and I started the job and was like, I'm going to South Korea for my brother's wedding in October. I hope that's cool. And they're like, um, Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. As long as you
0: sell tickets, bro.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I was like, Okay, well, they're cool with it's remote work, right? So we actually went to Turkey for a month because it's on the way to South Korea. Yeah, right? of course. And um, everybody at my, at my office was like, That's so cool. Sasha's in Istanbul. Like they, they were stoked because they loved it. But it's,
1: it's because of, like, our blog and our YouTube channel and our social media channels that help Sasha oh, absolutely. get 100%. his fully remote yeah. job. So back to your question for anyone wondering how they can do this. Yeah. The answer is to just start. Yeah. Pick something and start. Don't feel like whatever that thing is. Is the thing that you're going to be doing forever right. that's not how it works leave your
2: options open and
1: we live in the era yeah. of the gig economy yeah. now right. so you have a lot of different options mm-hmm. so the point and is to just start and start to build that
0: but you got to fight the fear exactly, yeah, exactly. exactly i mean it's definitely to not for do everyone it scared you yeah. have to do it scared. and be unprogrammed right because we've been, right. been programmed yeah, like we got to get one the like job today was like yep.
2: you're going to columbia that's awesome and scary you know? yeah like, it's my fourth time going there i'm not i'm not that scared I could just as easily get mugged in Detroit as Bogota, you know? Yeah. Like, What's the best way for our listeners to connect with you guys to
0: to learn how to do this?
1: Well, we've got our blog, gratefulnomads.com, and we're Grateful Nomads on Instagram, Facebook. YouTube, we're Grateful Nomads on Twitter. YouTube.
2: And we all these links, all these links will be in our little show notes yeah. down below. You're everywhere on the internet, um, except TikTok because the Chinese government knows enough about us. There you go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you guys are in Johnson City.
2: A few months out of the year which yes. is kind of yeah, cool we're yeah.
1: in this region i'd say four to six months of the year
2: yeah which is awesome yeah. it's kind of yeah. you know my home away from home at this point um, and it is my home. son here it is <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's great i love it i love it um
0: okay what's your favorite place you've been, um, okay, place you've been? yo rachel first oh, okay. ladies this first
1: this a hard question okay so like for traveling in, in, in the it, world well I have we different have categories. different categories so yeah. well
0: just th- favorite just you, just to pick
1: my favorite country for traveling is indonesia <laughs> okay because it's a whole country of islands and every island has a different culture oh. a different religion a different dialect different cuisine so you could spend years traveling in indonesia and still continue to discover 17, something. Seventeen
2: thousand islands yeah. holy smokes it's, it's wild that's awesome all right sasha uh, I will, so I will just give the second half of her answer, which I know is going to be favorite country to, to live as a, you know, as a nomad is Mexico, hundred percent. And it was right there on our doorstep the whole time. And we kind of were like, Mexico, like Cancun, it's, you know, so yeah, played right out, but we have done so much traveling around Mexico and just absolutely love, love, love the place. And we hate Cancun, by the way, just death. Cancun in my language means snake pit. And that's Ooh. all you need to know about Cancun, you need to go inland, you need to go to the mountains, you need to go to the ruins, you need to go see the colonial towns that are full of pastel colors and markets that smell like mole, like that is, mm. uh, and mezcal. And it's just, it's amazing. yeah, uh, they're so welcoming. Mm. Like our, my Spanish is okay, but like we went down there with no Spanish and just like silly gringos and uh, <laughs> do you guys, very welcome. Do you guys see yourselves ever retiring? No, I don't think we will ever earn enough money. <laughs> Honestly. Um, yeah, well, I, mean, I don't know. I, I mean,
0: and, if, dad, and if so, so we're, going to, we're going to retire Mexico or Indonesia?
2: Who knows? I mean, it really, yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> it depends. on Or Johnson City. The visa, visa policy is always changing. And, you know, now all these countries have digital nomad visas. Yeah. This is a brand new thing. Oh, so that's like, cool. Yeah, now there are more options for you to stay longer term in places. And so people ask, are you going to settle down? Are you going to retire? This and that. It's really hard to say really right hard now, hard. but like we are really, really interested in the idea of finding a place we can we can stay for a year that would be a good base, mm-hmm. you know, so have like convenient in and out, um, yeah. and like the visa would allow us to be there. So we're really pursuing that option. We're about to go to Columbia just for the winter because we hate winter and it's eternal spring in Medellin, Colombia. There you go. Um, but then we'll be back, you know, in Johnson City, Asheville. For the spring and summer and um, looking looking for options for the fall any european areas you're going to okay we've
1: got our sights set on europe there's a few places
2: you could go for a year without even needing any kind of visa albania georgia Georgia. um so yeah that's um i need to get a new credit card and get some points so i could get us over there (laughs) That's another thing we do a lot of, yeah, part travel of hacking. How
1: we're able to do what we do. And we do have a lot of information about that on our blog. Like, so if we anyone's interested in we rarely pay about, dollars
2: for flights. I, Isn't just, that crazy. Cards, I get different files. credit cards. I'll get one, I'll get the sign up bonus, I'll book a trip, I'll cancel it. Oh, I'll refer her, then I'll cancel that card, then she'll get the bonus and, it's a whole. It's thing. just this loop of. There's we have some strategy. friends who do that, and they I have like a whole I got bulletin board yeah. of it all. Uh, use this one for gas yeah. if oh, you're yeah. going to buy. Absolutely. Yep. Paint. Now use it. this one. Whatever. I'm way behind. I need to get a new card. <laughs> but it's like I found super cheap flights to Columbia. But then
0: how they get them to you because you don't live anywhere. It's not like you got to
2: We do, we do keep a Johnson City mailing address thanks well, to my lovely mother-in-law, yeah. and then <laughs> so she'll open the mail, FedEx yeah, yeah. it to wherever you are in the world, right? And thanks to Apple
1: Pay and technology, you just need the numbers. You don't need the. Card, most exactly.
2: Look at that! I just use my watch most places. Yeah. I got one. Yeah. We can buy some stuff. It's amazing. Like imagine like even 10 years ago something like you could pay for something with your watch like only in James Bond movies. Right? <laughs> well. I
0: am super glad I got to catch you guys and I'm glad we're friends now so that anytime I'm like somewhere in the
2: world, I'll just call you and be like, where are, we, where are you all at? Cause I need help getting somewhere. And you like, can like, oh, I, got it I it. We, it. we just helped her mom and stepdad book a trip to the Virgin islands. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you need some advice on, on travel or flights or Sasha credit cards.
1: Sasha a phenomenal travel planner. He is the reason why we do- She just shows up and dances. That's what that she we does. Do. So really, She's if like, you don't want to plan your trip, Sasha, will gladly do it for you
0: for uh, a For a sl- fee. Small, yeah. small fee. <laughs>
2: Very reasonable fee. <laughs> Very
0: reasonable fee. Yeah. I, I have,
2: we haven't done that, actually. It's a, we have had people pay me to uh, plan their trip. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I love it. Like, I got so excited when I found her mom and, and uh, stepdad this direct flight from Charlotte to St. Croix.
1: I mean, I've always said I, mean, I was going to pimp out your planning skills. You know, so that there you go. I
2: wasn't joking. There you go. Yeah. I like it. I, love <laughs> I like it. it. like I, got, I get into the nitty-gritty. Like, I just booked us uh, flights... Uh, Last night at a bar in Charlotte, because uh, <laughs> Southwest was doing a forty percent off sale till the oh, end of the, sweet. the day, and I went to a show in Charlotte with some friends, and she didn't come. And my buddy bought me one of those steins of beer. Yeah, so I'm like halfway through this giant beer. Sorry, Dry January. You had you, you had ten days yeah. this year. Um, <laughs> But rock concert and friends, you know, called me to drink this giant beer. And I'm like, so
0: where are we going? They have
2: this sale going on. And I'm looking at flights to New Orleans for Jazz Fest. And I text her. I'm like, you want to go back to Jazz Fest? She's like, duh. Yeah. Boom. We'll We'll get get some beignets. New Orleans last night. I love it. Here we go. Beignets and and crawfish. I love it. This (laughs) April. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right.
0: Speed round real quick. Just because we got to get out of here. Let's say that you're in Johnson City. and You're going to go on a date. Where are you guys going?
2: Ooh, ladies first.
1: Ooh, hmm. That's a hard question because there are lots of new restaurants yeah. that I'm not really familiar right. with. Like, I've had my eye on the black olive. Yep, right over, right over here. here.
0: Well, that's so a that's good I'm spot. A
2: Japanese fusion joint. Uh, Buang-
0: Buang- 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 yeah, That menu yep. Buang- 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 looks yeah. awesome. It done. is
2: good. I you should take her there, there tonight. You might do that this weekend, actually. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, um, uh, I, I, I would like. go Yeehaw White Duck because I know we both like tacos and beer. So. how I mean, it just so easy, so I, good, yeah. Especially if a football game's on, like you know, I'm lucky that my wife is into beer. Do you have a favorite nomadic coffee shop here that you like to hang out at? Honestly, we do coffee at home, we yeah. very rarely go to coffee shops. But what's the one we used to go to all the time here? Acoustic coffee is that still open? I don't oh, think so. Uh, rest no. in peace, that place was great. We now did, it's timber, okay, which oh. is. A well, fantastic to restaurant. We should ask you. And you know, it's yeah, like, we drink so much coffee and we really need it to function. So like, <laughs> yeah. there's a so, pot in yeah. the morning, <laughs> and you know, we very rarely get moving uh, to go out for breakfast or coffee. We're, we're night owls. Really. I gotcha. Like, you're up late. Yeah.
0: Because you can, you don't have to be up at four thirty like to we're teach. In Italy,
2: you're like yeah. drinking espresso at, at ten p.m. And I don't know how they they do it. They just go to it's bed. It's <laughs> If she drinks coffee afternoon, she cannot
0: sleep. It's crazy. <laughs> What's your favorite Pals menu item?
1: Big pal of cheese Frenchy pie.
0: Peachy tea. Peachy tea. What are you getting, uh, big
2: I, guy? I was always on that tip from Rachel's recommendation, yep. but I have since fallen in love with getting a, a chili dog and a sauce burger. Yeah. Those yeah, are good. Yeah. You are know, you a milkshake guy? And, you get, um, I don't do the shakes. I usually just sip on her peachy tea.
1: Their milkshakes are really good.
2: I get, 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 get enough no calories shakes. from the IPAs, man. I, I skip <laughs> I skip I am from Michigan too. Like that sweet tea. I, I get diabetes when I take one sip.
0: So if you can get rid of uh you we've already mentioned um Yeehaw, which is a great brewery. Yeah. What's your other favorite spot to get a beer in town Watauga. We'll
2: well, I talk yeah, about, yeah, especially during the nicer months. In the, sit rooftop. On the yeah. rooftop, it is great. Yeah, it's they, great. they got some just good stuff. I
1: am excited that there's a rooftop bar in Johnson City. I mean, <laughs> we are big time.
2: We're big town. <laughs> and you have like multiple options for Thai food now. It's, yeah. Yeah, Johnson City's cool. Yeah, I love it's it. Kinda it's kind of cool now. We are, we are cool. <laughs> and you guys are partly why it's cool because
0: we've got digital nomads rolling through, mm-hmm. bringing life and bringing stuff that's just, mm-hmm. we don't have normally. I feel so, like
2: Johnson City is is probably an overlooked and underrated nomad destination. Cause everybody's sure. like Asheville. It's like, Asheville. we, we spent a lot of time in Asheville and I love it, but it's overcrowded and expensive. It's expensive.
0: Yeah. yeah. So We yeah. had a lot of people who'd move like they want to move oh, to the sure. East Tennessee, Northern or Western Carolina area, mm-hmm. and they look over there and they're like, it's too expensive. But yep. now we're price-wise and housing just the same. I mean, it's so, so close.
2: It's not like you couldn't pop down there for a show. Oh,
0: people do that all the
2: time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Orange Peel. I mean, before oh, that's
1: what I did all I through high school. Say, yeah,
0: Carly sure. was just looking today. My wife was looking at Orange Peel. Like, yeah. who's coming? Salvage you know, Station is
2: our go-to venue in it. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's an old junkyard. Uh, yeah,
0: I think I've been by that.
2: Great, man. They have they have an outdoor and an indoor stage, and now they use both of them. That's so you cool. can sometimes go see like four bands in one night. Yeah. And then
0: just going over to Sierra Nevada and listen to some people just. Mm-hmm. They do a lot of music. They do a lot, lot of cool too. stuff. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. it's awesome out there. That's cool. It's it's okay. Macro brewery It's very macro. <laughs> Anything I
0: forget to ask you, you want to share before we get off here?
2: Hmm.
1: I would just plug the Digital Nomad Income Blueprint course more yeah. time. If you're interested in figuring out how to earn on the go and actually live a location independent or digital nomad lifestyle, check that out. And if you are interested in teaching English online and doing it independently, then I would say check out the Teacherpreneur Academy. Yeah,
0: that is awesome. I think that's so cool. And it's one of those things that you don't think about and people are doing it and living their best lives because they get to travel and And see the world.
2: I would also encourage people, you know, obviously our lifestyle is not for everyone. Mm -hmm. Like if if you don't, if you like having your space and your things, like our parents for example. There's some downsides. You don't have a dog. We don't have, yeah, we we can't have have a dog. We We can't have kids. Yeah, yeah. I mean we have we have nomadic friends who have kids but they've obviously changed their right. They, they don't travel as intensely. They have a yeah. full-time home base now. They have to bring a stroller and a, yeah. a car seat for Ubers and stuff like that. Very different. We don't have kids.
0: All your belongings can fit yeah, into but, one but like, backpack. You don't
2: have to go full on like 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 no. we do. You know, even if you have like a steady job and you do go to an office, maybe you're working a couple of days a week remotely like a lot of people now. You could ask your boss like, "Hey, can I I really want to go like spend some time in Indonesia. There I, you go. I, I want to go to yoga in Bali. Can I work remote for a month? Yeah. Shoot your shot. You well, know, you might why be able to do. Why not? Right. It. Yeah. Exactly.
1: And there's always you can you can figure everything out. Everything yep. is figure outable. Like if you do own a home and you don't want to sell it, you don't want to become completely new- completely rented out there's a program called trusted get a house sitter yeah. where you can have people come stay in your home and keep an eye on everything and you I like can this. also stay in other people's homes in other countries who and then you can take care of their pets so you get you to take feel like care you have of pets. their pets and nice everything is figure outable.
0: isn't that cool yeah it's i mean perfect. i
2: will and since i work for a ticket company i'm a big hunter s thompson fan i'll just quote the man the myth the legend he said buy the ticket take the ride yeah there you go so I like it. And tell me your ticket business again one more time. Cashforthtrade.org. We are a, a social platform. Basically, there's a website and there's an app. And uh, you for can concert sell, tickets, you could sell at face for anything. Value. Uh, you could sell tickets for sporting events, but we do primarily do uh, concerts and festivals. And yeah, you can list your tickets uh, for sale. You can only list them for what you paid. Okay. So we we eliminate the scalping bit. Do you guys buy bulk blocks and stuff No, we them? don't we don't we are not a primary ticket? You're company. just a, we have no inventory. Gotcha. We help you sell your ticket to other fans or we help you get tickets. And uh, it's kind of funny because it's a social platform. You make a profile, you have your picture, you have your little info, and you know, sometimes not so much these days with the QR codes, but you know, not too long ago you would actually hand someone a ticket and sometimes yeah. you would have to meet in person and yeah. sometimes you sell the ticket because your friend bailed and that person sits next to you. We have five confirmed marriages from people who met because they bought other. Oh, sold tickets to each how cool other. is that? So, pretty awesome. I love doing that. Um and yeah, like Find us at a fish concert this summer. You know <laughs> that's awesome. We'll probably be at ten of them. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well,
0: thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I'm glad I got to meet you guys. If you ever want to buy a house here in Johnson City, call me. I mean, I'd love we, to. We
2: would look here before Asheville.
0: <laughs> there you go. Yeah, we can rent it out for you. Help you make some income that would support your lifestyle. Oh, you can really. Get, we can deposit it wherever you want. And it's, it's probably a lot of not fun. that
2: lofty to even to say that yeah. these days. It's probably, you know, as we're approaching 40, that's starting to sound kind of nice. You're, you're,
0: you're, you may have to start adulting at some point. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we're not very good at having adulting. <laughs> no, I like Neverland. I like it.
0: I like, <laughs> it. I like it. I don't want to ever we're grow up.
2: Sure one for no, on. Hey,
0: there you go. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you guys for listening. And I hope you... five
2: o'clock. I think we need to go to the brewery. It is time <laughs> to roll and get a cold beer.
0: <laughs> so have a great day.